This is Kim McCutcheon with the Past Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is episode 38 of our podcast series and show 17 with Help Desk with Joe. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. Thank you for tuning in. All right, show number 17 here with Help Desk with Joe, and with me as always, Joe. We're back for another week. We are, and uh, you know, it, it, here the weather in Spencer, West Virginia is rainy and crappy out, but we're going to talk about good technology stuff, and as always, you're bringing help to the average consumer, uh, businesses, uh, all related to technology, which you work full-time in, so I'm excited uh, each week because you bring good stuff to uh, our show and our audience, regardless of the weather outside or what's happening outside. It's always good stuff here for the most part. It's helping people out, always good stuff. It's trying to trying to at least uh, lighten the load on technology as far as COVID nineteen and all this other chaos. Trying to bring a little bit of stability to everybody's day. Yeah, and it's always great stuff. You know, as usual, you give uh, three news updates that are bigger scope items, and then or agenda topics, I guess, and then you give the uh, tip of the week, which is my personal favorite and usually benefits me in some way or I bend it to benefit me because I'm usually the tech slacker of the group and, uh, you know, you, you have to keep me up to speed with everything and take care of me, so to speak, in those regards. So always good stuff. So show number 17 here and uh, help desk with Joe. You know, and that's a good point. We're, this is show 17 of our uh, latest endeavor before this. We kind of we took a break there for a little while. How many shows do you do you do before? Do you know off the top of your head? We had we had fifty or sixty at least. Yeah, you had a lot of shows. So you've covered a lot of stuff over a span of eight or ten years. So goodness. All right. Well, you know that's a year's worth of shows in the past, and then we took a little hiatus and kind of got our feet back under us, and now we're in the podcast game here with show seventeen. So you're quickly making up ground. How does it feel on your end to kind of get back into the game, so to speak? It, it's kind of like uh, off an old hat that uh, you forgot about, but once you put it on, it just it fits just like it did when you took it off last time. So uh, <laughs> the only little, little catch is with this whole uh, social distancing thing, doing it remotely. That that was the biggest learning curve, in my opinion, on, on my part so far, trying to trying to get used to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I, I think we're within a couple of weeks where we'll have you back in the studio, so it'll get better after that. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of agree but, uh, with you. Well, let's not set our singers too high, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah, it's definitely challenging doing this remotely, but we, you've handled it really well, and you've set us up on the technology side to make it really easy, which... Uh, I was worried about. I know when we first talked about, it, I was like, "Man, I don't know how's all this work." But you figured it out fairly quickly and super easy. So, all right, well, let's get on with the show. Um, again, the format: three news updates and then in the tip of the week. So we'll start out with the iFixit update you have for us. Yes. Now, uh, this story is going to cover iFixit and what they do. So I'm going to give a little backstory to that. And full disclosure before we start. Our company, a Digital Technologies, we are a fully authorized iFixit dealer, so I want to make that perfectly clear, but they are not sponsoring this story. They did not contact me to cover this story. I found this on my own when I was preparing the show yesterday, so full disclosure, there, I have, other than being a authorized dealer for them, this was not an, an influence story by iFixit. I just read it and thought it was interesting, worth, worth mentioning. 
Yeah, nice. Okay, and that happens quite a bit um, where you're taking these topics and just informing people. So good stuff all the way around. So iFixit, they're, they're a company that is heavily dealt in uh, do-it-yourself projects as far as fixing literally anything. If you go to their website, you can order uh, parts for electronics, and they and their big uh, claim to fame is do-it-yourself repairs. Actually, offering repair guides for literally almost anything: cell phones, tablets, video game consoles, vehicles, just general electronics. And they have literally just jumped into offering medical repair guides for medical devices. Oh wow! So and yeah, they're. Uh moving quick to get ahead of the curve here for what's going to be what's already here and probably what's going to be on the way with all the new uptake in medical equipment. Right. Hmm. Well, so now, I fix it. Yes. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so my question, my first question to you is, and I know you're always ahead of the game when it comes to what's next in technology and how, uh, our local community and the surrounding region is going to be affected by it. Is that something that will affect you as well? Like, will you add that to your um, capabilities for your A&M business where you'll start working on medical equipment as well? Is that a personal effect for you, or is this just something that's a broader scope? Uh, this is more of a broader scope. When it comes to medical equipment, uh, as you know, and a lot of our listeners know that I worked at uh, our local hospital for almost 10 years in the IT department, but one thing we never got into was we, we didn't pull with the medical equipment for two reasons. One, we weren't trained on it. Two, they actually had a contracting company come in and take care of it. But with this whole COVID-19, trying to get a medical tech or a you know, medical equipment technician in right now is, you know, very difficult to do. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're scrambling all over the place. Hmm. That's why I didn't know. I mean, I kind of... You're pretty handy. We, you know, you do all our computer work here at Patch, and you do my own personal work with any computers we have in my house and so forth. And I know you guys have excellent turnaround times, so I didn't know if maybe that was uh, something that fell into your toolkit of, hey, you know, we can just add this to our list of stuff we can fix. But um, Right. Now, you know, it's one of those never say, never kind of deal. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you never know. Push comes to shove kind of deal. If it's something I think I could fix, you know, I'm willing to give anything a shot. I was gonna say, if Cena's listening, this might already be on your list of stuff you're going to add to uh, your tool, tool bag there. Oh, by the way, Joe, exactly. you got to go fix this. Get your manual and let's go. Get some tools. Right, but this is more of a doctors. They're really steering us towards doctors, nurses, you know, on-site staff, that if they're in a critical situation and, in this case, let's say a ventilator goes down, they have somebody right there you know, within feet of the machine say, okay, well, if it's this, here's how, you know, here's how we switch a hose out or, or here's how we recalibrate the machine, you know, have somebody right there, you know, within feet of it in a critical situation, be able to bring the device back online without having to take it down and possibly take another device out and, you know, just trying to, trying to uh, bring some uh, stability to chaos. Right, right. I got you. Now that, that, and, that raises several questions for me. One, uh, I don't know that I would, I don't know how many doctors think in terms of being mechanically inclined. You know what I mean? I don't ever really think of like a doctor or nurse and saying, oh yeah, they'll go work on something mechanical like a car or whatever. Because generally their hands are very, 
I would think anyway, they would protect their hands uh, more than anything. So I, I don't know that I'd say, hey, doctor, pick up that screwdriver and start to get to work just for the fear they might, you know, accidentally incur an injury in their hands. They're very valuable. Um, right. And also that knowledge base for them is medical. But, uh, hey, right. it, I'm sure there are some doctors out there saying, yeah, that guy's a knucklehead. I can work on my own car and, and you know, do surgery. So what's the problem here? My hands are very nimble and agile. So, but anyway, fun to think about, I guess, in some ways that, you know, your doctor could also, uh, have some mechanical ability and start whipping out their tools and fixing some stuff. All right. So, I mean, you know, hospitals always have on-site, uh, maintenance crews anyway. So, you know, you yeah. always ha- ha- have those people, uh, you know, available to, to repair, which would actually help turnaround time as well. If oh, yeah. doctors, don't have the tools or don't want to take a chance of breaking a piece of equipment worse they you know at least the on-site maintenance crew at least pull this manual up and say oh yeah well this that's nothing we can do you know we can whip this out in no time so instead of waiting hours or days for the third-party contract company yeah. and the, the on-staff maintenance crew can say oh yeah all we need is this we've got this and you know yeah. turn around take a uh, catastrophic problem of two, three days and turn it into half hour, 45 minutes. Oh yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense to me because I've seen you roll in with your toolkit and uh, I could see someone at the hospital being the tech guy or, you know, like you say, a maintenance guy and them saying, oh yeah, I got this. I can swap out a hose or whatever and understand the manual. That makes sense. But cool. Okay. Well, I fix it. Uh, Taking a turn there and getting into the medical equipment field is definitely needed, I would say at this point. So good stuff. Yeah, and here's how big that they they did this. They, I mean, they went all out on this. They accumulated over thirteen thousand manuals of medical equipment. Wow! To, for just dedicated medical equipment, uh, and their CEO Kyle Weens spoke on yesterday and said that they dedicated half their staff when COVID nineteen started. They dedicated half their staff to. Building a building this database over two over a period of two months. That is crazy. That is an insane amount of just work. That is you know got to be just crazy tedious. You know, all right, we got to go through the parts. We got to go through the steps. We got to develop all this. That's crazy. That's insane. That's awesome foresight by their leader. You know, but wow, what an undertaking and a much needed undertaking. So, So that's great. Right. So. So not only did they take half their staff to do it, but they also uh, had assistance with 200 librarians, over 200 uh, librarians and archivists, along with many biomeds, nurses, and doctors from across the country to curate these manuals. Oh, wow. You know, that's fantastic. That's, if you've never appreciated your local librarian, you definitely should, because they're full of knowledge. Um, so that's, yeah. that's a big... We had, we're fortunate here in Roan County, we have very good librarians and a very good library system. Uh, but yeah, if you want something organized and categorized and cataloged and archived, by golly, the library is a place to start. They're very knowledgeable. Yeah, and what's crazy is I went on their website last night and looked to see just exactly what all they would cover, and I thought, yeah, they're probably just covering ventilators and critical stuff like that. Absolutely not. I was shocked. They literally covered anything they from wheelchairs to ventilators to... Uh, <clears throat> hospital beds i mean there is a literally a wide range of equipment that they cover yeah that's fantastic i mean if you're uh, most people have probably been into a hospital at some point or another there is a ton of stuff i mean you know what 
what you need to help in an emergency situation is a room full of stuff. So that's that's great. That's a huge undertaking, and uh, I'm glad to hear that. That makes me feel good that um, our medical system has outside collaborators that are helping make that situation better because that will definitely be needed. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. <clears throat> I, went, I looked at the wheelchair one uh, last night, and I thought, well, what are they really covering on that? And it was one of those wheelchairs, you know, it has a little basket and the seat built into it. Right. Where you, you well, it's actually a walker with a seat. Yeah. And and I thought, well, there's really not much there. What can they cover as far as repair guide? And the repair guide was actually showing you how to completely repair the brake cable. Yeah. I thought that that's perfect. That's something I never gave a thought of. But you know, that's something that they need. And if they're able to do that, you know, on site without having to lose a piece of, you know, lose something as simple as that. Yep. Due to you know broken brake cable, if they can fix that in house, that's great. Well, and you know that just even a bolt replacement. So let's assume you have a bolt fallout, and that uh, we've seen this with uh, my, my son Kel has an old Jeep, and uh, we got a soft top for it, but it didn't come with the bolts that bolt it to the roll bar, and uh, you know trying to figure out what bolts fit in there, without actually having the Jeep on site where the bolt seller is, is tough. Um, you know, oh yeah, because there's several different models of the tops that go on there, and the different years and models of the Jeep, and and the one place uh, that I went on a forum and got, you know, hey, it's this bolt, this millimeter size, blah blah blah. So I ordered them in, and by golly, they don't fit. I'm just like son of a gun, you know. <laughs> so I, I need I fix it for a Jeep soft top. Uh, and, well, honestly, uh, check out their website. It's ifixit.com. <laughs> And, and honestly, they do have an automotive section, so you may be shocked as to they may have that exact manual that you need. Yeah, well, I got way off topic, but my point is you might be stuck at home with one of those uh, walker seat deals and a bolt fall out, and you can't find it, and you just need the bolt. And that's what a manual's perfect for. Uh, Kel and I work on a lot of motorcycle stuff, and it's uh, you know kind of runs in our family deal, but you know a lot of times just knowing what bolt specifically goes into something is a huge help. Oh, absolutely. So little things like that can really hurt, you know, if you, if somebody's relying on that walker, a, a bolt, a cable, you know, those are important things. Okay. Well, for story number two, I personally like this one. Uh, tell us a little bit about UB Tech and how that... Uh... Okay. So a tech company by the name of UB Tech, they have a division called UB Tech Education. And this, it's a robotics company, and they're famous for the Walker robot, the kids' robot kits. They've actually teamed up with uh, STEM Learning Ecosystems Community of Practice to create Camp Aspire for students ages 8 to 16. Nice. And that's a patch we do, uh, and Joe, you've worked with us a long time. We do education for kids. So that's right in our wheelhouse, and that's awesome to see. STEM education is big. Robotics is big. You know, you're a tech guy. You know how fun that is and uh, what kind of futures in technology. So um, that's great stuff. Dude. I'm sure you have some more information, so I'll let you roll it out for us. Yeah, when you sign your, your child up for this, it's a week-long camp, and they'll receive it through the mail, a U-Kit a robotics building kit that includes servos, connectors, a main control box, 300 to 500 plus pieces for the project. And they'll also receive 10, 10 plus hours of live virtual instruction for the for 
from experienced educators, and campers can choose from basics in robotics, coding, and engineering to more advanced camps in animal robots and coding sensors. They're also offering a toolkit for teachers looking for ways to share summer robotics with their students. And then these sessions begin June 15th and run all the way through August 24th. The only catch is it's not cheap. It's going to be uh, prices starting at $400 for one week, but they are UB Tech Education and the STEM Learning Ecosystem Community of Practice. They have committed to at least $100,000 in scholarships for camp to help kids uh, attend who might not otherwise not be able to access robotics and engineering this summer. Nice. That is awesome. And uh, I know before the show when you were telling me about that's one that I perked up at, and uh, you had some local information as well. Yes. Now, if you're interested in the UB Tech, their website is the letter U, the letter B is in boytech.edu, and just look up summer camps, and then you can get all the information there. That's fantastic. You know, and those kind of opportunities right now with a lot of the school, well, all the schools being shut down and stuff, kids have that like that information or hungry for that, you know, information and to something to stay engaged with, they'll need those outlets. So that's fantastic. Right. Now, uh, Dave, you mentioned before the show that uh, NASA, our local uh, NASA, NASA facility, was offering summer camps as well. Did you say that it was virtual summer camps? Yeah, they're doing some virtual summer camps, and they're talking about they floated out some information in July for possible on-site one-day camps that are um, – they have a variety of stuff. that We work with Todd Ensign through the after-school program uh, that NASA sponsored out, out of their Fairmont offices up there, and they have a lot of different stuff. If you're in West Virginia, especially if you're in northern West Virginia – uh, the, our NASA center is at Fairmont, West Virginia, and there's a college nearby, but they offer a lot of stuff. Uh, they do some virtual camps, and they're, if everything goes well, they're going to offer some drive-in day camps, like one of them I know uh, that my daughter was interested in lasted four days, and you're there for six hours a day, and you bring your own lunch, and but uh, you get to be on site, and they do a lot of cool stuff uh, revolving around engineering, science, you know, STEM stuff. Uh, and specifically related to NASA. So pretty cool stuff. And uh, I think you have the information form there, Joe. I didn't bring any of it with me. Yeah, if anyone's interested in any of the NASA summer program stuff, they can contact the Fairmont office. Uh, it's the NASA Katherine Johnson 4570. Their phone number is 304-367-8200. Yep. And they... They send out a lot of email information stuff to after-school programs, 4-H programs, uh, the school systems. They all get this information, so it's fairly easy to get. Go call them up, get their email information, get all the stuff sent to you. They do a fantastic job. Todd Ensign, we've worked with him for, I don't know, eight or nine years now, and he's fantastic. So they got a really good staff up there. It's always willing to help out and educate kids, and specifically towards the cool stuff that NASA does. So a lot of robotic stuff, a lot of engineering stuff. It's pretty neat stuff. It's a good opportunity for West Virginia kids. Yeah, I think it's great that, you know, even though a lot of these in-person summer camps are the same as canceled, that they're – that these organizations that have typical 
summer camps are actually finding an atypical solution to the problem. Yep, I agree. That's a great way of putting it. Okay, well that that's uh that's what I love about your show, Joe. That you know you're giving out information for the average everyday person and parents that uh, can help make their lives a little better, and that might give a kid that has an interest in science that needs something to do and stay engaged with a great opportunity to get involved from home and uh, get their science fixed, so to speak. So good stuff. All right, on to update news uh, item number three: the FTC and some scam stuff. So. Help protect us, Joe. I know you went through a whole list of stuff that we need to watch out for in a previous show, uh, but fill us in on the newest and stuff from the FTC. Yeah, the, all this stuff we have to watch out for COVID-19. Here's something else to put in our toolbox that we have to be aware of. is FTC warns of COVID-19 contact, tech, contact tracing text message scams. That was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. And the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, uh, I didn't, it took me a second. You had to actually tell me what that was because I didn't know the context, but uh, go ahead and fill us in on how that works. Okay, so the FTC announced yesterday they're warning the public about scammers taking advantage of this contact tracing technology in an attempt to steal your information. And here's how this all works. If someone in your area uh, it tests positive for COVID-19. What happens next is their contact and say, okay, who have you been in contact with in the last two weeks? So, you know, Dave, let's say you test positive. They'll call you and say, Dave, who, who all have you had in-person contact with in the last two weeks? So you give them that list, and then they actually go out, and they're usually hired uh, through the state's uh, public health department. And the tracer will call you and say, hey, you – you've been in contact with a person that has tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I don't know if they go, you know, give, go as far as giving names, but I doubt they do just for HIPAA purposes, but you'll, they'll at least call you and say, Hey, someone's been in contact. You've been in contact with someone within the last two weeks that has tested positive for COVID-19. You need to self quarantine for two weeks and monitor your symptoms daily. And they may as go as far as contact you every day, just to check in on you and see how your progress is going to see if, you know, if you're starting to show symptoms or not. And if you do, you know, making sure that you're okay, even if you, if you, you yourself start showing symptoms. But the way this scam works is they will, you receive a text message and they say, and it says something along the line of, it's the health department you've come in contact with, uh, someone has COVID-19 and they will go as far as ask you for certain things. They'll, you know, they may ask you to, you know, to find out if you tested positive or not. You may have to, they may ask for money. They may ask for personal information. Hey, we want to add your name to the database. So what is your social security number? What's your date of birth? Stuff like that stuff that doesn't really matter as far as giving you a heads up on if you test if you've been in contact with someone with COVID nineteen, right? Wow, that's crazy. So uh, again, the scammers. It scared me when you went through the list a couple of shows ago about things to watch out for, and this is just another one to add on there. People are getting clever with how they scam folks and uh, get their information out of them. It's crazy, right? So, 
overall, what's your advice in general? And I know, you know, you're talking about an FTC scam here, but overall, if you don't care, just kind of reel through the general, don't do this, do do this scenario for anything that's like that. Right. Well, uh, the big big one was, as of right now, there's no magic drug, there's no magic, uh, there's no voodoo magic that I'm aware of. (laughs) Yeah. can do to uh, you know save yourself from being in con- you know con- contracting the COVID nineteen other than the guidelines of social distancing, wearing a face mask, stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of scams online of buy this drug, take this pill, you know, click on this website. A lot of that nonsense going around. So that that right there alone is a heavy hitter in trying to protect yourself from from being scammed out of COVID-19. Yeah, because when they have a vaccine and a fix like that, it'll be big news. It'll it'll hit hard and everybody will know. So Right. And with this... Now, one of the, oh, sorry, go ahead. One of, other, one of the other big scams I've seen, and I actually saw this online, was it, it was one of those... Of course, you know, right here we don't have to worry about it as much since we're rural, but there was a street vendor in California. He was selling... Uh, supposedly N95 mask, and he was selling like $12 a piece. Wow. So uh, an undercover news reporter actually went and bought one or two masks and sat down with one of the uh, health, one of the local health uh, department employees, one of the doctors, and said, hey, show us how, how to tell if this is a true N95 or not. And so they went through the checklist, like, first look at packaging. There, this is a sticker that says in you know N95. If it was a real N95 mask, you wouldn't have to put a sticker on there that says N95. It would actually be imprinted on the packaging itself. And then they was showing them a couple you know a couple things to check on the mask itself. Right. So, and, and literally all it it was just a regular one of those uh, masks that you wear. Those it was just basically a regular dust mask yeah. that they bought from China. That China that this company in China had sold. And literally just stamped the letter N, the number 95 on it, and then put a sticker on the packaging that said N95 when was uh, posing as true N95 math. Right, right. And like you said earlier, you know, never give your social security number out, your birth date over the phone or anything like that. That's always a bad deal. Right. So if you get any of this stuff, that claiming to be with the, with the uh, health department or, you know, you possibly come in contact with someone, contact your local health department first and yeah. say, hey, I got this, or I got this text. Uh, is this legitimate? And did I truly, con- you know, come in contact with someone that has COVID-19? And, you know, they, they'll be more than happy to tell you, no, you didn't, that uh, it was a scam, or yes, this is legit, you was come in contact, and here's what you need to do within you know, for this period of time. And that's a great point. Your local health department should be a good starting point because they're aware of the latest updates, news, and the agenda that's going on currently. We work with them quite a bit, and they've been fantastic about relaying information and news and checking stuff for us. So good call there. Start with your local health department with any questions rather than going through a text or, you know, a strange phone call. Cool. All right, well, on to my most favorite part of this show, the tip of the week. So, so far you've been hitting home runs. Uh, hopefully you got another good one lined up for us. Yeah, this one actually comes in. I uh, had a customer contact me yesterday. Uh, she contacted me yesterday and said, hey, 
I wanted a camera to keep an eye on my parents' home, and they don't have internet. So, so this is one thing that I thought, well, this would be a great topic because this is kind of something that a lot of families are faced right now that, you know, they don't have a solution. And, and I thought, well, this would be great for families that are trying to keep social distance but have elderly, you know, parents, aunts, uncles, you know, whatever the situation may be that, you know, their family members are still fully capable of taking care of themselves. But, you know, if you're used to going out there just to keep an eye on things and make sure, you know, since we, especially around here, we live in a rural part of West Virginia, just make sure that what was out there last week is still there, that they didn't grow legs and disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you know, you could still be able to keep an eye on things and not have to be, not have to make as many on on site visits on trying to keep your social distance to try to keep everybody healthy. Yeah, and it always helps to have a eye in the sky, so to speak, in that situation, just because you can do more uh, observation without, you know, I don't know, for instance, my mom lives 15 minutes away. So, you know, that's a half hour driving there and back just to do a simple check where if I had a camera, I could just pop it on real quick, open up the view, see what's going on, make sure she's okay, and then go on about the business. Or if she's not home, then it'd be easy to check her house without actually having to go there. So, okay, fill me in. What's the solution? I'm ready. Okay, so the so the solution I gave her, the first thing to do is check and see what type of internet is available. And the first thing I asked her was, is there cell phone signal available where, where her parents' house is? And she said, absolutely. So, so then she was asking, what type of internet does she need? So what I told her is, check and see what all is available at the you know at the property. Check and see if cable or DSL is available, and if they are. Check and see what the prices are. Check and see what your speeds are. And then go as far as check and see if you can get some kind of internet through your cell phone carrier. And here's where I'm going with this. Uh, Arlo, the, company, the brand of security cameras that we sell a lot of, they actually make a model called the Arlo Go. And the way it works is you don't have to have internet inside your home. This works actually, you can actually buy the device through your cell phone carrier add a data plan onto your plan, on your phone plan for that device, and just look, you know turn the camera on it. It's completely wireless, so you don't have to run any electric or anything. It runs off batteries, and you literally just mount it, and you're ready to go, so you don't have to worry about having to, if internet is not available via cable or DSL, you can get this, add it onto your cell phone plan, and you're ready to go. So... Just out of my own curiosity, put you on the spot a little bit. What kind of data will that use? Because let's assume you have a cell phone plan. Like I think my cell phone plan, we get, I don't know, 20 gigs of data. How how does that work? Because if a camera is getting hit all the time, or does it keep constant contact? I don't know. Do you know what I'm asking there? I, I really don't know what I'm trying to ask, but that's why no, I, uh, I rely on you for those kind of informational it's your job to figure out what right. I'm trying to ask and to answer it all at the same time. <laughs> right. I looked into it yesterday, and the cell phone company, they are actually offering data plans for just the Arlo cameras themselves. Really? So it's data plan, so you don't have to worry about if you have, like, a shared data plan right. that is going into that. So it has its own data plan. And the way the Arlo cameras work, unless you have a... 
setup where it's constantly recording, which I wouldn't recommend anyway. Yeah. And what's nice with Tarver, since they're not, since there's absolutely no wires, you can you don't have to mount it on the side of your house. You can mount it somewhere else. So you can mount it in an area that gets exactly what you need without, with very little uh, possible what I call false pauses. A car driving by right, or right. the dog kicking it on and off a lot you can actually you know put it in a position where you can cover what you're wanting to cover as well but you can cut down on the data run as well gotcha any ad what's the pricing do you have pricing by chance on the the r logo it ranges anywhere from 349 to 399 that's a one-time purchase and then depending on your carrier and your cell phone plan and all that would vary on pricing on the data for that device but they do have all the major carriers have uh, the ability to get the R logo on there. I've seen uh, T-Mobile and Verizon and Sprint or Verizon and AT&T and U.S. Cellular yesterday on their website has full capability to get you set up. Nice. Well, that's awesome. That's that is a handy feature for sure. We uh, we run daycares as well, and we have you've set up camera systems in all our daycares, and the running the wires is a huge hassle. Uh, so being wireless is handy for sure, and then being able to operate through cell phone is uh, a, another huge plus. Yeah, because that that was her biggest thing. She, you know, like she said, her parents didn't have internet, but she still wanted to be able to keep yep. keep an eye on things in real time while while all this is going on and with the Arlo's you don't have to sit there and constantly watch it if it picks up motion you get it sends you a notification immediately right so I mean you know within seconds that something's going on without having to sit there and, and watch the cameras like you would in a you know like a shopping mall or a retail store it, it lets you know if something's going on wow that's awesome Okay, well, that's a another home run, Joe. Uh, you know, just take my money, by golly. <laughs> I mean, there's all kind of uses for that. You could, because I know a lot of people spend big bucks to have like hunting cameras and property protection cameras, but you know, it takes a cell phone plan, and then uh, the cameras themselves are fairly expensive. So that that's uh, definitely will fulfill a huge need and uh, making it easy going through your cell phone plan already and you know having a camera like that so have you do you have one personally by chance do you have any personal experience with it yes i have the <clears throat> i don't have the arlo go camera that works off sailor but i have the arlo pro series and i tell you i absolutely love them they are great cameras and i don't i can't recommend them enough i always whenever i talk to my customers whenever they're looking at, you know, possible security solution, the first thing I ask them is they'll wire to wireless. And of course, everybody wants wireless. So I tell them, you know, up front, look, the Arlo's are a little more expensive than your standard wired system, but the savings is on the back end of you don't have to punch holes, you don't have to run a wire. It just works. Now, does that work without an internet plan as well? Like, will the Arlo wireless ones go to their... I assume they have a main box somewhere, kind of like a traditional security system where it'll record on a hard drive. Well, the, the way Arlo works, their claim to fame is it's all cloud-based storage. So the way it works is you hook it up to the internet, and anytime 
emergency detected or whatever, the cameras go off, it records it to the internet, so then if your house is broken into and they steal the box, they're not stealing anything. They're basically just stealing a router, which is no, no value to them. Right, right. But on the, on the flip side of that coin, excuse me, the Arlo Pro Series has the ability, you can actually plug a USB drive in to the back of the box, so if something happens and your internet is out, the cameras can still record, they'll record to that thumb drive, and then if something happens, you can go back and pull that thumb drive out and check the video. So if something happens and the internet's out, there's still a fail-safe of a local hard drive for it to record to, so you're, you're not out if the internet goes out. Gotcha. So if you wanted to use these, the wireless part still works regardless of the internet. Right. Okay, that was my but main you, question because internet's yeah. spotty. Like at my house, you know, it's spotty anyway. But uh, okay, right. cool. But if the internet goes out, of course, you're not going to receive the notifications and all that. But right, right. You know, now I did see something last night. I was watching uh, live PD, and it was funny. The what the what the people stole? They was showing the rise in quote unquote port pirates. During COVID nineteen, people driving around and taking packages. Yeah. And one of the things they saw, they actually walked up on the porch and checked the uh, mailbox, and you heard the lady said, "Of course, they had a doorbell camera." The lady said, "There's nothing here." Well, they looked around the porch and couldn't find anything to steal, so they literally stole the doorbell camera as it was recording them, take unscrewing it from the wall and taking it with them. Wow, that is crazy. Hmm. Okay. I guess, you know, yeah, so, people got to get creative when a girl steals stuff if there's nothing to steal. Exactly. And, and that's the thing, you know, with COVID-19 and everybody staying home, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean the bad guys are staying home. So it's not a bad idea to have a, you know, a little gotcha or little preventive measures to make sure that everything that you have at home stays at home and it doesn't just somehow disappear. Yeah, I got you. All right, well, how, if someone's interested in the Arlo system or more of that or uh, any of the, they feel like they need more information on any of the scans, scams that are going on or uh, the UB Tech camps or local NASA camps at Fairmont or the iFixit deal, like you said, you're an iFixit guy, so uh, we take all our stuff to you. How do they get a hold of you or Cena? Give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com. We're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at amdigitaltech for all that. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Help Desk, with Joe and Dave. Leave us a five-star review. We're on all the major platforms on that. And be sure to check out Patch Turned Up Radio. There's an, They have an app for that, so just look up Patch Turned Up. And check out all their uh, news broadcasts and podcasts and music on that as well as make sure to check out Patch's Facebook page and YouTube channels for uh, videos and content literally coming out every day, which I got to say, Dave, hats off to you guys uh, as far as keeping kids uh, intrigued and educated and keeping families healthy through all this. You guys have worked great at keeping all that going. Well, I think that's one of our, I appreciate that. And uh, I think that's one of our, biggest assets is our abilities to be flexible and shift gears and we got a really good staff here um, you know our preschool staff are dedicated to the kids that they serve 
our high school students that had to uh, follow all our protocols and fill out a contract agreeing to what they would do to stay safe. They've all uh, really went above and beyond to do, put in the work. And I know Kale's one of the ones here that um, he doesn't necessarily love it, but he does two uh, second step videos a day with talking about social emotional behavioral learning, one for middle school, high school, and one for elementary age. And uh, he's given me the, yeah, it bores me to death look, but as I told him, you know, it's what has to be done because, you know, kids are cooped up, parents are cooped up, they need some help, and uh, this is an easy way for them to get it. So, and again, that's all driven by A&M Digital Technologies. So, folks, if you're out there, you need some work done, local work, regional work, Joe and Cena keep uh, busy working behind the scenes with all our technology stuff and also with commercial and uh, residential business. So get a hold of them, follow their stuff. And uh, Cena, the lady behind the scenes that does all the heavy lifting, making Joe and I look really good out here like we know what we're talking about. Uh, can't forget about her either. So Joe, you and Cena do an awesome job. We really appreciate it. And again, show number 17 here in the middle of uh, our health crisis, still making the wheels turn. So good stuff across the board. Thank you. Happy to do it. Yeah, Cena has a, a tough job of trying to keep keep me on task on this. Uh, <laughs> she keeps everybody on task. Cena's the the whip behind the wagon that's uh, keeping everything rolling smoothly. So good stuff. All right. Well, another outstanding show here. Help desk with Joe. Helping people as always, which is always a fantastic thing. And you do a lot of work here in the, in their our local community as well. And um, just helping out the community and doing stuff for our kids and our and our folks out there. So hats off to you. And again, we'll be back next week. And uh, don't forget, follow all of A and M Digital Technologies social media and stuff like that. Listening on the podcasters. I'm reading down through the list. I've been keeping of all the stuff you've been talking about each week, Joe, and it's fantastic. I just love the fact that even through all this turmoil, you're still out there bringing in information to help people out and. Uh, and help keep them safe, help keep their families safe. And, you know, that tip of the week has just been outstanding. So good stuff all the way around. And we'll talk with you next Wednesday. And then, then we'll start looking at when we get face-to-face -face again to do a live show back here in the studio. That sounds great. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it over to Kale, and he'll walk us out. And, again, A&M Digital Technologies powering everything here at Patch and a lot of stuff here in our community. So thanks to Joe and Cena for that. This is Kale, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe with Patch Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, news, and updates from our Patch students. Patch, community and children first.